Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television Mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy Rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life And play his part Voice on TV asking me If I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was Help me grow into something proper Beating beats Got him screaming out ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports late You never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius They calling it Didi Pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them death toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of them head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25 Still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort yeah. Hello and welcome to the Massive Mediocrity Podcast the brothers are back, Fraser Kessling, Max Kessling. Fraser, how's it going? Yeet. Doing well. Um, <laughs> we're doing some good yeeting before the podcast. We are. We're talking, we're talking dance moves. We're talking internet crazes. Um, and <clears throat> we got Mr. Internet himself on the podcast today, <laughs> Charlie Welling. Thanks for having Thanks me Thanks for joining guys. us. First time back since being blacklisted. It feels really good to that be back. That is not on the true. Podcast. You've been you've been on since then. Yeah, you've been on since then. Not Sec- that you weren't blacklisted, but you're back on. It feels really good to be back in the studio. We cleared you. You were on like the no fly zone for a little bit. You got cleared, and this is your second time back. Feels good. It's always good. It's a what we really did was like we made it feel like it was a true blessing every time you got to join us because you knew what it you knew our wrath. You knew what it felt like to be on the shit list that the do not invite. So uh, I'm happy to have you, Chuck. I missed my lesson. <laughs> All right. So we're here to talk about the NBA finals and uh also our bet. Um, you guys know our mm-hmm. bet, Frazier and I bet that Drake would show up or would not show up to the third game of the finals. Um, sadly for me, he did not show up. He's got no mm-hmm. cojones. Yeah, I said he didn't have the fucking stones to show his face in Oracle, and he didn't. Uh, apparently he was in L.A., which I don't really get, but um, didn't show up in Oracle. Didn't matter. The Raptors took care of business. Uh, I don't think we've, we've talked about those games um, at all. No, do we want to go game by game, or do we want to just talk about the last game? Because I feel like there's enough to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's the last there's game too much to talk about in the last game. Um, everyone knows what happened in the last two and the two before, so we can just talk about this one. Okay. Yeah. So I've basically my research to figure out how to send you Zwiebel's hot dogs. It's way too complicated. Is it? Yeah. I mean, like I'm gonna do it, but like it's complicated. I think Keanu Reeves said one time, "Don't make a bet." That your butt can't cash. And Keanu said that? I think Keanu Reeves said that. And I think you should have listened to him because you made this bet. I was more than willing to send you a bowl of New England's finest clam chowder. You're about to send me a can of Campbell's clam soup. Maybe. But <laughs> I was going to send it. And now you have to hold up your end of the bargain and send me some Swaggles hot dogs. So my theory so far is I'm just going to freeze the hot dogs and hope they get there on time. Okay. I feel like, I, I feel like hot dogs don't need to be. Are you going to overnight it? Yeah. I'll just like overnight it. $45 shipment of hot dogs. Fuck. Over, I was over like, a stupid prop bet. Ugh, uh, I made some dumb bets. Um... I keep losing these bad bets where I have to buy weird things like a Carlos Hyde Jaguars jersey. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I'm, I'm surprised Charlie doesn't have that jersey. He couldn't just loan you it. I got a Jeremy Hill uh, Bengals jersey, <laughs> but I don't have a Carlos Hyde Jaguars jersey. Chuck, another- you have some very obscure like mid-2000s uh, football players jerseys. I have three uh, Jaguars Bengals jerseys. Too? I have a Mark Brunel uh alan hearns and an alan robinson none of which are on the team still (laughs) but they were on the team at one point i'm gonna go ahead and say all great purchases in hindsight oh yeah the alan hearns was a custom (laughs) oh my god that's more for the fact that he went to the university of miami though yeah as we all know that's my first love my love for the u trumps any nfl franchise love yeah, as it should, considering you're a Bulls fan and a Knicks fan, which 
had some tough time. Actually, honestly, the U's had some tough time. Ever since like 2004, it's been rough. Ever since half the first round of the 2002 draft was Miami Hurricanes, it's kind of been downhill since then. <laughs> was that yeah. like the Ed Reed year and stuff? Yeah, when, that's when Sean Taylor and Ed Reed. R.I.P. Oh, my God. That, that team was unbelievable. I remember one time I was playing Madden, and Josh told me I had to substitute Sean Taylor out because he was quote unquote dead and can't play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's too unrealistic. It's, this was like the year it happened. He's like, dude, you gotta sub him out. I'm like, why do I have to? He's like, he's dead. You can't play him. I'm like, like, I 06. don't care. He was too good. He was like a cheat code. He was really good. I guess that's what happens when you're literally a ghost. <laughs> He was on 99. Yo, Yo speaking remember? of 99, you guys remember Madden 2002 with uh, the all Echo team? Oh, my God. I think that yeah. was 2004. 2004 with Joel Madden. <laughs> that was Mike <laughs> Vick on the cover. Day. It was 04, right? Huh? Mike Vick on the cover? Yep. Yeah, that, that Dude, game was great. The I would just play... With the all echo team and just put up 107 points. Like Mark Echo was the QB. Yes, You're unbelievable. <laughs> or crazy. Made Remember no we, s- made, we made a guy that was like five foot four, 400 pounds. Just max everything and out. It's, he ran the speed of lightning and he would have these like flying, diving tackles. Yep. You would just people. make a team of them. You'd get you'd have the the dark Oakley visor, the eye black, the fingers, yep. the finger tape, the double turf uh, <laughs> forearm pads, dreads for yep. sure, all Those the on green. wristbands, elbow bands, bicep bands, the leg neck sleeves, roll, neck roll always, neck roll, neck roll on every player, yeah, full speed, <clears throat> just running guys over. All right, Fridge, what team do we play that mostly on in that game? What was the team that we chose to have our guy on? When it wasn't Mark Echo's team? Yeah, when it wasn't Mark Echo. Remember we had that creative player that we had a, a, a season oh. together because we were brothers? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> we used to play a lot of games together because we could beat them faster. Because like, when one person wasn't playing, would be like, I, I can't play today. And then the other person would play. Um, I don't... I, I'm guessing the Packers or the Raiders. No, I don't was, know. It was the Bucks. Oh, they that's right. It was the Tampa I was a big. Bucks. I was a big Bucks fan for a little bit because Tampa Warren Sapp. Brad Johnson, Tampa. Rondé Barber, Work Dunn. They were nice. The A-Train, Mike Allstott. I think Yo. that's why. Mike Allstott was basically a creative player. The Great White Hope. <laughs> greatest well, Cavs. Greatest Cavs. I don't know. It sounds super Nazi. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was an amazing running, like, full, maybe best fullback ever. But him and, like, Vontae Leach. He's it's like have- those two. Like, greatest fullbacks ever. He's got to be up there with most touches of all time for a fullback. Oh, my God. Most touches for sure. Like, yeah. no fullbacks get the amount of, like, screen time. Or, oh, yeah. You know? Not many have highlight reels, like the A-Train. He was like if Peyton Hills had a 10-year career. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Peyton Hills on a Madden yeah. cover. Yeah. Yo. Talk about a great pick in hindsight. Like, Wow. Do you know the reason he got that Madden cover? Like, partially because his amazing season, but that was in the thick of the Madden curse. That was, like, really heavy, heavy Madden curse, like, right around then. Mm -hmm. And no one wanted their player, besides the Browns, who literally had nothing going for them besides this, like, just, like, (laughs) gimmicky, just, like, big-ass white running back. They're like, yeah, whatever. Number 40. It's kind of like had, um the year like he the had Browns. wasn't even that great. Nope. No. He had like nine touchdowns. Yep. It was the same reason but. that the Browns were on Hard Knocks last year. I feel like. You know I mean, there's like Peyton nothing Hills to lose. Was on it. That and their <laughs> lineman coach. What fresh? <laughs> His, His belly, belly cadence. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing though. <laughs> I kind of like that guy. Well, it's gonna be another shit show team this year with the Oakland Raiders. Is that who's it going on? I don't yeah, think they just announced it. Just right now? Today. I'm kind of excited, though. If, really? Yeah. I feel if, like if, I haven't seen... We can use this as a segue. I haven't seen any information on that because I only heard information about KD and, and Game 5. And how awful the uh, Raptors fans are after he got injured. Dude, 
that was not a good look. No. To be okay. It was bad like in two aspects, right? So like it was bad initially when they cheered he went down, but then he got up and started limping like he really like messed up his leg and he was seriously injured and then they cheered again. Yeah. That second one is like, all right, you've had a second to process it and like I'm sure you're excited because that means your chances are much better. But at the same time it's like Dude, I mean, it's pretty clearly he he's really hurt. People were saying that it was like a very Canadian thing. What they were doing was they realized that they were being mean, and so then it was like a it was like an apology cheer. That was the, the rumor. That's a weird what, rumor. As he There's was being, no way. as he was be, as he was hobbling off the court, they were like, well, and then they, they started hobbled, cha- didn't they yeah. start chanting his name or his initials? Yeah, that's fine. But the initial cheer is is pretty bad. Yeah, I I was listening to it on the radio when that happened, and I uh, heard like KD goes down. I'm like, oh no! Like I was like, I was trying to listen to it. I couldn't hear what was going on. That was like pandemonium. Like me trying to figure out what was happening. Yeah, um, I mean, you knew as as soon as he went down, you you knew what happened. Um, it was pretty obvious that he he was really messed up. Um, the weird thing is, so like, in uh, during the broadcast, they said like it's it's a calf strain, right? Like he's obviously not one hundred percent, but he can play. And they said that they don't think that there's any, they don't think that there's a possibility or it's likely that he'll hurt his Achilles, and it'll be a serious thing. It's more of like they'll the he'll pain. retweak the calf. Hmm. That's what I remember hearing. I mean, I could totally be mis misremembering mm-hmm. it, but. I'm pretty sure they mentioned that during pregame or at some point they said there's no minute restriction. And I thought that they were talking about how there's a possibility of restraining, but the odds are of, of him having like a serious Achilles injury is, is not very likely, but what do I know? Well, Paxi has kind of a, he's got a theory on that. Yeah. So, I mean, my theory is that he had an Achilles problem the entire time and it was already messed up mm-hmm. and he couldn't do much more to make it any worse conspiracy packs that's my conspiracy that i feel like that's one of those things that could definitely make it worse like no but i'm saying like it was already torn basically or something and like you can kind of play a little bit they they knew maybe they could get a quarter or two out of him because like his reaction when he got injured wasn't like holy shit i just tore my kid like you know what i mean he was a little too calm about it you know what i mean i think he was in shock yeah i think it's kind of the kobe thing isn't that his? Isn't that his first major injury of his career? He had that foot injury. I'd say his second, yeah. second major injury. Yeah, he had that foot injury um, that he came back from. It was kind was it of list Frank or something similar to Julian Edelman when Julian Edelman had a broken foot and then he came back and then like rebroke the fixed foot and that made it worse. Mm. That was kind of like what KD happened. I mean, that was a major injury, but it's it's nothing like this. A break is different than like a tear. Especially the Achilles tear. Um, People don't come back from Achilles tears the same. Like, they're always changed. Like, Wesley Matthews was, like, a promising two guard. And, like, since his Achilles tear, he's been super, like... When did he tear it? Uh, when he was on Portland. Before what free agency. And then he got picked up by the Mavs. Yeah. Pretty sure. I, that's, think, I think that's a timeline. I think it's a two-year... It's going to be a two-year thing. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously, he he's not going to be back for next year. I think he'll well, at Boogie least... Boogie was back. Boogie was back, but Boogie literally can't get... Boogie looks like a a kid who grew too much in, in fifth grade and then, like, doesn't have any lift. He literally can't jump. Yeah. He, no, he, he, Boogie he had, like, can't a wide-open dunk and, like, couldn't dunk it last night. Yeah, he, he laid it up. it up. Yeah. That was in the fourth, I think. I don't know when that was. Um, His anger keeps him grounded. (laughs) (laughs) No tax for Boogie. Seriously, though, is he the most... Does he complain... Besides LeBron. Yeah. Because he's in his own category. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he deserves to be. But besides LeBron, does he complain more frequently than any other player in the NBA after calls? I might put... Yeah, he's up there. It's like him, Chris Paul, 
Yeah, Chris Paul whines. Chris like Paul's no up there. You know who also is super whiny and floppy and also is a hack? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry doesn't get nearly as much hate as oh, some of these Marcus other guys. I would, I, I'd say Marcus Gasol is worse than Kyle Lowry. As far as hack goes? No, not as hack. Like, Kyle Lowry's a hack, but um, I'm talking like... Dude, Kyle Lowry's a crazy hack. No, yeah. Like, he plays the Chris Paul defense, which is, like, fair enough. Shout out to Valentino Sonati. <laughs> Why? The hatchet man. Oh. <laughs> Hatchet, man. That's a throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, PYB NBA. PYB NBA. Go PYB. Go PYB NBA. But what was I thinking? Oh, Marcus Hall and Boogie Cousins, like they kind of go back and forth with both complaining to the refs and flopping. Marcus Hall like, so big. Marcus Hall gets a pass every time though because he beat childhood obesity. So that's why they don't give him as much of. You know, that's why they don't give him as much flack, because he overcame so much. He was an uh, obese child in Memphis. You know that so, barbecue, I get it. So was, uh, so was my boy uh, Jokic. He's oh, still yeah. in the process of yeah, beating he's, he's still working that If you saw his passport, still... though, if you saw his passport, he, he definitely beat it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Look up. Do you, Okay, just stop what we're doing right now. I'll filibuster. Uh, we we but, always filibuster. This podcast is one large filibuster. Dude, his f- passport photo looks like. I mean, <laughs> this kid hits dingers yeah. in, in, in like the 12. Yo, he looks like know, that yeah. chubby kid on the U12 team. Big L. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that real? No, that's Kevin yeah, Love. That's, God, K oh, Love Kevin beat Chalice OBC too. No, now he's that's a, just a 5X jersey. No, dude. Look how <laughs> chubby he is. What is love? Dude, he has to love thick Kevin angles. Love looked like warmers. Paul Wall. <laughs> oh my god. Kevin Love looked like a stretched out Paul Wall. Oh yeah. When he had the goatee without the grills. Was, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my crazy. god. Wait, who's that's Marcus Hall? I found Marcus Hall on the same page. Yeah. Oh my god. He looks like a very just, jovial big guy, though. Is this a? Can we just turn this podcast into like forty minutes of us talking about overweight white basketball players oh, who, yeah. like, have started to excel? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's so elite without having like much athletic. Like he's coordinated, I guess, is his athletic strength. He's just all mass. Jokic. Oh yeah, he's got no like tonality to him whatsoever. No, he's, he's got, got tube arms. I was like, gonna say he's that. got what I like to call tube body. Oh, he's yeah. made out. He's just made out of tubes. So he gets that like he's nice just, red skin because it like his. He just looks like raw hot dogs. <laughs> They're just packed like with a meat. Michelin man. Yeah, like room temperature hot dogs. Like the ones Fraser's gonna get. Like the, yeah, yeah, the ones Max is gonna <laughs> send me. <laughs> Can't you just buy some dry ice and ship it to me in that? Yeah, uh, it's probably too expensive. <laughs> It's for you to figure out, man. I know. I actually think I'm gonna do the dry ice. That's Paxi's quest. That's my. Yeah, that's my. That's my life. I no. Lead. All right. Here's here's what you do. Mm. Get some blue. Buy. You have to subscribe to Blue Apron. Dude, you're so right. I actually thought about doing this. Subscribe to Blue Apron. Blue Apron will send you prepackaged food with the dry ice. You repackage it with mm-hmm. the hot dogs mm-hmm. and then send it to me that's a win-win win-win that's a win-win win you even have like the the metal like bag it comes in that keeps it insulated yeah, you're gonna be home in two talking. weeks huh i'll be home yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> it has to be shipped yeah it has to be shipped okay. that was all the part, part of the deal. bat yeah but yeah right. so we're talking about a bunch of people that are floppers but I want to bring it back to, like, I respect KD for trying to come back. Yeah. And I've noticed within the – as as we are media members, I noticed, you know, our fellow media members have really started <laughs> – Bear with us here. They're trying to, to cast – they're trying to figure out who's to blame for the injury. I feel like it's come up, it's like – you know, this is this is Steve Kerr. How Steve Kerr feeling about his decision to play KD? You know, Bob Myers, the medical staff. Like, I think that's all well and good, but I, KD went out there trying to not necessarily prove a point, but I feel like he just wanted to be out there with his team. He felt his team needed him. I think they're in a lot of trouble without him. Um, 
you saw how good they looked when he was in and, and playing well. They needed him, and, and he sensed that it, he wanted to come back. He he probably rushed it. I, I It makes me really sad to think that he jeopardized um, his career. Not his career, but his you know, he's in his prime right now. Um, even if he didn't come back on the Warriors, which I think there's a really good chance he doesn't, I still like the guy. I, I, I respect what he did. I respect what he's done for the Warriors. I, I, I think he's a great guy. And it's sad that I'm not going to be able to see him play on the Knicks next year or um, the No, Nats seriously, or... I'd rather, yeah. They had not have him in basketball makes me sad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so that, that was kind of my initial thought is KD just went out there and I, I got a lot of respect for him. And I, I hope a lot of people kind of appreciate the horror and, and everything that he tried to do. Um, but someone's going to find something to say. Um, that, that's kind of just my two cents on, I yeah. don't know who is to blame. I don't know if you can really blame I think it all comes person. down to Durant wanting to play and you're not going to stop him if he really wants to play. They're going to find a way to get him in the game. And, you know, it's kind of, I, I, I don't think you can blame other people because he can always have the final say like, hey, I'm not ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, they um, have a good medical. St- it's not like they don't have a good medical staff. I mean, they're they've had a very healthy run over the past, you know, six years. Ever since Steph had those ankle problems that he's kind of resolved, yeah. um, I I think the medical staff has done a really good job there. Um, it's so unlucky, so, you know. I yeah, it, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I actually sent Kevin Durant a DM last night on Instagram. Did you? Now that he'll get it. But That's very sweet might. of you, Max. I told him you should have sent it to one of his burner accounts. He was probably he'd probably be more likely <laughs> to receive it and look at it. It's a good point. So what did you say? I just said, "Oh, I don't know if I want to read it out loud." Let me look. Let me get, let me give you like the TLDR version. I gotta give <clears throat> Durant credit for doing that pregame hype up dance, knowing damn well that his Achilles was hanging on by a thread. He put it all Charlie, on the line for a the resident hater, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything else from you. Um. <laughs> no, I'm giving him his props. No, I don't. Yeah, I, don't. I said uh, I was saying prayers for him and his family, mm-hmm. and I thanked nice him for you. what he gave the Warriors fans and for putting his body on the line. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it, it, definitely, was just, it, it was just sad. sad. It was just sad. That's that's kind of like I had a hard time sleeping because I was like, this is just like upsetting. Like say, say like LeBron got injured or like um, uh, Dama Mitchell or someone that's like super. I'm, I'm trying to think like who's like the biggest heavy hitters in the league that would change the the landscape of how the league is. Um, not many. I think it's like him, LeBron, maybe Curry. Yeah. Like that would just make me sad if they had season ending uh, Anthony Davis. He basically had season ending and he's he had a, a huge case of a fat turd disease where he just sat out the whole year because he's got a dirty diaper and <laughs> it was really sad. I didn't I don't like seeing people get injured like that mm-hmm. especially and I didn't like seeing that zoomed in slow-mo version Uh, seeing that rubber band snap on that hockey shaft stick of a calf of his ripple down that was it was was scary to watch how do you feel as a knicks fan someone who was hoping kd was going to come to their team with a few other superstars um and now i mean you went from hoping to get zion to be like all right well we don't have zion but at least we'll get you know, Kyrie and KD and maybe AD, something like that, or, or Kemba and KD and AD, some, I don't know, some some combination to, you know, KD's out for the year. Uh, now Anthony Davis might not go want to go there because their chances of getting Kevin Durant aren't great. So how, how do you feel about it all, just from a Knicks perspective? I think it's perfect because Knicks fans love to be miserable. And I think it's going to it's gonna help them be miserable for another decade because another nothing decade. is happening the way that they wanted it to. You know, I mean, they'll probably have to... R.J. Barrett will probably... I don't know. They'll, who has the second pick? The Grizzlies? Yeah. <clears throat> the Grizzlies yeah. will probably, for whatever reason, draft R.J. Barrett 
and then the Knicks won't draft John Morant, <laughs> and then they'll get they'll get another center because they already have a stretch too. Yeah, they already have a stretch too. <laughs> they already have it unlocked. That's the best yeah. thing when a bad team is like, we already have that position filled. We it's like the Suns, you have no positions filled. You no, need man, everything. The, the Knicks, they feel really good about Nilakina's progression and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. They traded for him for a reason, so they just didn't want to take another guard. Yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't want to have a log jam there. Yeah, I think it's perfect, and it'll they'll be able to tank again, and then they'll get fourth or fifth in the in the lottery next year, and we'll get no one again. It's all coming. It's all according to plan. <laughs> I'll watch two or three games again, and you know, the garden will be still three quarters full most games, and they'll still root him on. But most of the people at those games are the opposing team's fans, like. StubHub has like really changed that arena. Like it's yeah. it's really weird to be there because it's like when I, I saw a Warriors game there and it's all Warriors fans. Do you think that this injury helps the Knicks' chances to get him or hurts it? They're gonna offer Max. That's a good question. Um, Thanks. I'm not sure. What if no one signed him next year and he's a free agent as he's injured? No, no one will do that. The Warriors will give him a max. Someone's going to throw him a max. I guarantee the Warriors will send, give him a max. That would be yeah. cool, though. Yeah. Uh, if the Knicks, maybe, maybe they do throw him the max and they just hope that with him out, they're able to get another high lottery pick and yeah. go from there. The problem is they, they cleared so much cap space this year in hopes to sign those free agents. So... Um, at least they'll have the space now. They will have the space. Do you think they package something for AD? Now with Durant I, being injured, if their their window changes, because he won't be under contract for next year, like the year after. Mm-hmm. So why would you trade for him if AD promises? If he promises to sign extension, I think you could send him something. Sure. I don't really yeah. know what you're sending them. Uh, it'd be like. So you'd send them the third pick. Uh, you'd send them Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how you would make it work, but I. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to throw something at it. Um, as long as he he'd be willing to stay. Because that's what it comes down to is is getting him to stay. Um, yeah. But we're kind of yeah. So I I don't know. Regardless, it, it sucks. It sucks to see KD go down. I. Yeah. I I got a lot of respect for someone who's willing to try to gut it out. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of. I'll just say Durant. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were kind of questioning his metal, saying, "Well, Looney's playing with a fractured collarbone. Clay's playing on half a leg. Um, Iguodala hasn't been right the series." You know why isn't he out there? It's pretty evident why he wasn't out there. He he wasn't a hundred percent, and and to see him go down is pretty rough. But yeah, Kavan Looney. I mean that guy. He's got freaking balls like church bells. <laughs> I don't dude, know how he walks, dude. Dude, he's got to be in so much pain. He looks like he's literally dying out there. He put up twenty last. What did he put up last night? I think he had twenty minutes. No points wise. Points, Kavan Looney. Yeah, he had like 18 points or something. Did he really? I think he had six points. Oh, six points. I might have been totally wrong. Yeah, he had 20 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Jeez. What was it? What was I watching? No, that's the know. wrong game. That's the, that's wrong, the game. wrong game. That's the game before. I mean, he had a fractured collarbone. That's crazy. He yeah. couldn't lift his right arm. Oh, yeah, he had 20 minutes. That's what it was. Anytime he got hit. Four points. He, you you could see him well, grimace. Though. He played great. Yeah, Demarcus Cousins played well. Besides the last oh quarter. Oh my god, <laughs> that quarter of basketball is probably the worst quarter of basketball. Oh my god, he played horrendous. So there's the two goaltendings, which were the one goaltending he definitely goaltended on. Uh, yeah, and then there was the putback dunk from the Curry three that. I believe if it was called not a goaltend to begin with, yeah. that's what they would have gone with. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess think it's fair. It's hard in those situations. If you're going <clears> to <throat> overturn it, there has to be clear evidence. 
Um, I thought that there kind of was clear evidence of it wasn't a goaltend, but I mean, it, it's tough between all the different angles. Um, and then they came down um, for him to get called on that moving screen, which I will be the first to admit clearly a moving screen clearly and a terrible moving screen like that was a very obvious moving screen but an obvious moving screen happens on every single play in the nba yeah but like don't do it when it no 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 because when it's done on every single play you can't just decide to call it the one time i think that was crazy in that in that moment to call a moving screen, that's which it's not like the person got an, a wide open three or it had a huge impact on the play. I mean, it, it got a guy open, but Marcus All on like the next play was literally holding Draymond Green's jersey. Like, I mean, dude, there's a moving screen on every single play to yeah. call it. In, in it doesn't such mean they can't big call moment. it though. You got to know better. No, no. When a, when a screen in the NBA is in a... Okay, when any screen is an illegal screen and you do a screen, you're just like not expecting to get called for an illegal screen because literally every single screen you've set the entire game has not been called. Right? So think, why Charlie? would you think, oh, here's the moment. This is like... Why, why pick that moment besides... I, don't I agree. Know. It, I, agree. I agree with. I agree with you on that point. They need to overhaul some things. Same with the. Um. Same with the Kawhi travel. Yeah. No, non travel. <clears throat> that was a clear travel, in my opinion. Some like in, Brian in Windhorst, opinion, who's super in, intelligent. Objectively looking at it, it's a travel, but according to the NBA rules, it's not. You know what I mean? According to the trend of not trend calling of, of the any travels, and then, the, but they called a travel on. Who was it? Steph, like a, a like two possessions before mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. It's like there just needs to be more consistency because the players need to be able to count on certain things being called and certain things not being called. Because, I mean, any professional athlete is a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. You can't have you can't have your officiating be so fickle. Like the James Harden, like that has to be called. That's like it's a crazy step back. It just has to be called. It's four yeah. steps. Mm-hmm. It's one, two, three, four. Yeah, well, it's a gather. It's a it's a backwards gather. That's one way to call it. I call I it a pitter patter. Um, hey, ew, dude, Boogie. Shout out to Boogie though. He he showed up for the most part. He, he was literally unplayable <laughs> the game before, yeah, and every bad. time he gets, dude, it was it was. He's really bad in the bad. pick and roll. He's game got four, no oh, foot pick speed. and roll. Woof. He looks like Albert Pujols out there. What are they supposed to do though? They got no one what else. What better option do they have? They don't. Bogut? Jordan Bell is Bogut, brutal. Yeah. Bogut, no. Dude, Bogut's Bogut brutal was too. eating Vegemite like a month ago. <laughs> Vita Vita Vegemin? Yeah, man. Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell is unplayable. He had so Kyle Lowry came around. He was he was going baseline. He was underneath the hoop, kind of doing attacking from underneath. Chris Paul does it a lot. Tony Parker does that. Uh, shout out to Tony Parker. Uh, congrats on a great career. But uh, so he was kind of attacking from underneath the basket, um, and Jordan Bell just literally t- took a nap. <laughs> He's like, "All right, I'm clocking out. Twenty minutes." I thought the Javale then- McGee was gonna like was gonna be the most defensive rotation screw-ups I've ever seen until I saw Jordan Bell play big minutes. Yeah, man. He literally let Serge Ibaka come from the top of the key and get a wide-open dunk on a play that was well-defended. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. I don't understand how that happened. I don't understand how you let that happen. That's insane to me. You're a professional basketball player. You've been in the league for two years. But they don't have any other options. Yeah, with Looney, Looney's done for this. The rest is, I can't believe that he played at all. I think I I thought a report that he might be back. Really? Yeah. Was it Windhorst? What a psychopath. We're not talking about Windhorst on this podcast. I'm anti Windhorst. Max very anti Windhorst. He's like, I know something that you don't know, and it's a super important detail that you are too stupid to understand. Sorry, Brian. I Windhorst am not a fanatic. I am an insider. I am an insider. Shout out to Stephen Brody Stevens. R.I.P. All right, Pete. 
Um, if he if if Kevon Looney plays, man, I'll give him my collarbone. <laughs> Bro, that's excessive. I yeah. will rip it out of my body. I will take Max's Max's uh, dry ice that he sends me. The Zweigel's hot dogs. I'll use. <laughs> I'll repackage it in the Zweigel's hot dog packaging. I'll send it to Oakland where Kevon Looney can insert my collarbone into his keep, collarbone. Do you need to keep bones cold? <laughs> if you want them to be accepted by the new host i think so uh, so uh warriors i'm not a, i'm not a scientist six. i'm just an insider you are not Max? a fanatic um i feel like i should be able to play <clears throat> sports illustrated andre iguodala this is from the san francisco gate so that iguodala had to tell kavan louis to stop playing during game five <laughs> i mean this man He's making one point, which is a lot of money for us. He's making like $1.3 million as an NBA player, and he's putting everything he has on the line. All right, here's another report. Mark Medina, I don't know exactly who that is, but it sounds familiar. Like so that's Mike, that's Winhorse's buddy. <laughs> Come on, Looney sounded optimistic about playing in game six. Looney said training staff said injury can't worsen. And it's a pain threshold issue. And Looney vowed that he will keep getting treatment and play through it. He's got the pain threshold of a Labrador retriever. <laughs> right? What is going on? He I just mean, threw on the Dwight Howard uh, black short sleeve undershirt and he was good to go. He threw on the blue. He's got a yoga mat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bunched up underneath that. Thing yeah, he's got towels under support. that. Dude, he fell so hard yesterday on a couple. You know, I'm those- like, oh, my God. You know those tumbling pads? Oh, yeah. How they fold up? <laughs> it's like quadruply thick carpet. They got Dude, some spring in them. He got some memory foam underneath it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I he's mean, got a purple mattress under his jersey. He has a fractured collarbone, and he's not a guard. He, he's not someone who... He's Thank God. He probably can't with shoot. Mark he's Gasol. banging in the post with a with a someone who beat childhood obesity beat, i mean this man literally beat childhood obesity just so that he get a hammer on kavan looney's oh, collarbone yeah. it was all part of the plan and he's heavier now he just grew into it <laughs> kavan looney's big but he's not that big like he was he six nine six ten like you know he he's not like super diesel he's just kind of like a gangly um I don't know. It, they they need him though. They really need yeah. him. San Francisco Chronicle. Come on, Looney expects to play Game Six after aggravating. Wow, that's insane. I thought there was no possible way when I when he went out. I'm like, yeah, that's that's got to so, do that. We can get to the meat of this. Yeah, it's kind of brass tacks. I I said as soon as the Warriors relinquished their lead, the game was over. And it should have been over. It should have been over. So they're down. So Kawhi goes on that Six absolutely with three ridiculous. Minutes left. He goes on that ridiculous run by himself. What's he? What did he put up? Boardman like put up points. ten straight, yeah. two threes and two twos, Dude. in four possessions. Boardman gets paid. That's right. Um, I find myself saying that every time he gets a rebound. Boardman. Boardman I'm, gets paid. I'm Boardman. Boardman. I'm a Boardman. Did you guys see that? See the thing it was like how he brought a bunch of apples to a dinner. He's just like a big Granny Smith apple guy. Apple time. What? Apple time. And he proceeded to eat twelve apples at dinner. That's, I think that's a made up story. I really hope it's not. Huh? That's a lot of fiber. <laughs> that's like eating a whole bowl of kashi. Pop goes, What are you doing? He goes, Apple time. And then just proceeded to eat twelve apples. He's got like two tweets. In his on his Twitter, and one of them is a deep fried pick of him with President Obama, and he follows like six accounts, and one of them is Wingstop. <laughs> that can't be Twitter. true. Pull up his Twitter. No way. So- <laughs> no way. He's also in the middle of a of a a lawsuit against Nike in yeah, the middle of the Nike. NBA Finals. I kind of yeah, I'm loving him though. Like he's just he's about that action. He's about playing basketball. He's a basketball robot. I respect anyone who refuses to dap up their team and then points at them to go Get down your the ass tunnel. on the court. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we got it. We got to get going. 
All yeah. right, so, oh my God, this is real. Four tweets. Kawhi Leonard. You go to Kawhi Leonard, like at Kawhi Leonard. He has four tweets. It's him, the picture of, had a specialist at Go Aztecs. Thanks um, for stopping by. July 2015. Um, custom swag board. Hashtag KL2 edition. Gear coming soon. Basically, yeah, it's a, how, how spaced out are these? These are... So 2015. Yeah, They're all in 2015. Yeah, he's at a the golf thing where you're on top and you trying to hit it in those top golf, top golf, top things. golf. Yep. You don't <laughs> have to you literally described it without saying the name of it. You're like, he, he's golfing oh, on his, top. But his very first tweet is the deep fried pick with Obama after the Spurs won the finals, and it just says one of my greatest experiences. And it's him like handing Obama a basketball, and it's so heavily edited. Yeah, it's deep fried. Okay, now go to he's following six okay. accounts and yep. so Jamal Crawford <laughs> made the cut. <laughs> Why? Impact they never Sports. Never even played together. Yeah. yeah. Impact Sports. Run by Uncle Dennis. San Antonio Spurs. Not e- not even he's the not verified even, account. Not even the Toronto. Like he's not even following Toronto. He's just following the Spurs. He's following Heb. The official handle of Heb. It's Texas's favorite grocery store, H E B. No, following he, he's following Jordan, which he's in a lawsuit with. And he's following Wingstop San Antonio. It's the regional San Antonio <laughs> Wingstop. It's not even just that, like the corporate account. That's it. I I've, I've been to San Antonio. There's not much there. So following Wingstop makes a lot of sense. So yeah, he's got four That's tweets, crazy. and the most recent one is july 2015 and his header photo is when the spurs won the championship that's so funny man's a social media guru he's got two hundred eighty-nine thousand followers imagine we should one follow of those people him. following him and be like i hope master just... media are gonna follow him right now sounds good um so he went on a crazy run uh towards the end of that fourth quarter and then curry I, I texted Max. I said, we need a huge Curry. We need a Curry three here. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know how he got open. He came around that curl and, and got open enough for that three. Um, and then Clay, Curry got that rebound, hit Clay for the three. And it, what that put them up. Uh, how many did it put that up? Did that put them up three? I think that put them up three. The three? And then, no, yeah, I- the... No, it put them up three, and then the, the Raptors went down and hit, they got a two somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the bad backcourt violation, right? That backcourt violation from the Warriors was so like it's juvenile. Like, that was like summer league. That's the most Warriors thing ever, though. That's just like what they do. Brutal. They they always and then boogie got hit with that crazy not crazy but the the moving screen thing that i disagree with um and it it looked like the the raptors had a real shot here to to put them away i think it was like 12 or 15 seconds left on the shot clock or left in the game um they're coming down boogie was stuck on the floor who they just been crushing all game in the pick and roll. They double team Kawhi, um, swing it over to to Lowry. Green just gets over in time to get uh, two fingers on the ball and push it out of bounds and have Lowry clang one off the backboard. Um, that good was a pretty unbelievable, huh? Yeah, great defensive series. Really good defensive series by the Warriors to, to trap Kawhi, get the ball out of his hands, and force someone else to try to win the game. Um, what an unbelievable win by the Warriors, though. Very surprising. I thought they were going to be defeated, especially when they were down six with you know three minutes left. I thought it was body bags. Um, but somehow they fought back and found a way to win. Uh, that three made by Clay too, was just like cojones. Like, you know, we're talking about big balls. Clay's one, he's in the big ball club. He was running around like the guy from uh, Major League. Oh, yeah. I think it's Major League 2, actually. The Asian guy? Not the... Yeah, the Asian guy and then the uh, the State Farm guy. I also... So here's a a tweet from Channing Frye about the Kawhi Leonard run. He said, God damn Kawhi in some type of zone that I've only seen from four people. 
Kyrie, Braun, Kobe, and me at LA Fitness. <laughs> Thanks, Channing. Um, I I gotta say I I was really impressed with the Warriors' resolve. Yeah. If I were them, I I I wouldn't have blamed them one bit if they folded as soon as KD went out with that torn Achilles. They mm. knew it was serious. Um, the the season was on the line. Everything was stacked against them. Um, to to gut out that win, it shows a lot. Um, even if they don't win the championship, which I don't think they will, I think that that game uh, really means a lot, and it was really important to to kind of see them to 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 get that win. I don't know. I I was yeah. I was incredibly impressed with that win. Charlie, how do you see this series going? You know, do you think the Warriors have more left in them, or do you think that's kind of like their last gasp, like almost surprised they won Game Five? Like for them to win any more would be like a miracle. I think they're going to blow them out in Game Six. Well, and I think that the Raptors are going to win it in front of the home faithful by like eighteen. I think the next two games are going to be blowouts. Hmm. I could see that. I could see that. Um. Yeah, with this win, it it definitely gets the Warriors' momentum on their side. Something that they haven't really had. Mm-hmm. It to go back in front of their home home crowd, they definitely don't want to disappoint. Their back has never been against the wall like this before. Um, I'd say it was when they were playing OKC. Well, OKC in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. They also had Harrison Barnes. No, oh, 16, I think. 16 when they had Barnes. Is that the that's year the, they lost? That's the year they lost, yeah. In the 16, finals. You're they, right. But they still made it past, yeah. I think that the Warriors did a fantastic job of pivoting because, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're an unbelievable team and unbelievable franchise over the last half decade or whatever. But, <clears throat> I mean, you got to figure that they their game plan was – a little bit more KD centric and they had to pivot like on a a dime. And I think now they're going to have a couple days to prepare knowing. Well, first of all, has KD been ruled out for game six? (laughs) So if, if he's ruled out for game six, they'll be able to game plan knowing full well that he is not going to be involved in the offense. And I think that Steve Kerr with, that personnel is dangerous. Yeah, and I think that they've proven without the ghost of KD kind of looming over them, like I might come back. I think mm-hmm. that kind of changes their perspective and their urgency level. Because the first couple of games they weren't, you know, very urgent. It didn't feel like they feel like they were kind of biding time and waiting for their healthy their, their players to come back and get healthy. Um, but in this last game, they played like they had nothing to lose. You know, they they started the game with Durant. Obviously, and they were coming out firing. Um, making a bunch of threes early, but he looked amazing. They too. still played better basketball even after he was gone. Like in general, it was like more movement, more ball movement. It was still more too sloppy for my taste, but I think that they kind of understand what they need to do, especially from a defensive level, um, from an energy standpoint to to take at least one more game and then bring it to a game seven. And if you get to game seven, literally anything can happen. Like. I would assume I, I personally think the way the series is going to go that I think the the Raptors are going to win another game in Oracle. I think it's going to be another road win, um, but I, I could see how it could go the other way. Yeah, there, there's a ton of variance. Um, it could, it could go a bunch of different ways. Obviously, the, the Raptors could win, the Warriors can win. Um, I don't know if I've ever been so uncertain about the possibilities though if that kind of makes sense um i think there's a a real possibility that the warriors win this this game and then as you said game seven who knows the the warriors have been there before they know what it takes uh we don't know what would happen with some of the raptors players obviously Kawhi is a robot who uh, nothing affects you know has he has ethanol and and antifreeze running through his body um so who knows? I just I I I have no feel. 
I have yeah. absolutely no feel. I knew that the Warriors were going to win game two. Um, I knew that they're going to lose game four um, or, or game three. It's just like I, I have no feel on what mm-hmm. could possibly. I felt really good about their chances when KD was back last game. Um, and now I, I'm back to just having absolutely no idea what happens. Yeah. I don't know how the Warriors are going to find enough offense to win, but if Clay and Curry go crazy, we haven't seen a crazy Clay game where he just puts up 50. That's always in the bag. I don't know. I just I just have no idea. Yeah, our boy Joey Betts uh, locked in Warriors to win the series at plus 240. Wow. Um, I think he's been a little all over the place. It's hard to tell. I think he's going a little action on both sides from our boy. Um, Sometimes you got to hedge. I don't blame him. Yeah. Just trying to follow his timeline. He's got a lot of tweets on here. Follow our boy Joy Betts, cashing Joy Betts. cashing dogs. Yep. At uh, That's our on, man. on Twitter, um, but yeah, he's got the Warriors to win the series. He says that he feels good about them winning Game Six, um, and seeing a very lopsided ticket count on Game Six spread will most likely double down on this with the Warriors minus um, three and a half bet. So he's gonna see if the line moves at all. So. That's okay. our that's our boy from Joy Betts. Shout out to Joey. You know he he's locked into the gambling scene. He knows where the big money is coming in from. So uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I trust him. <laughs> All righty. All right. Anything else, Frazier? Anything else you want to discuss about this uh, finals, or do you think you want to put this one to bed? We can put it to bed. I think it's a it's about bedtime, ten p.m. East Coast time. I, I got to go to bed soon. I know Charlie's, like, scheduled for another, like, he's got to get six hours of being up. He's got to work he's out still to gotta go, He's still got to go to LA Fitness. Got to go to Law Fitness. He's got to meet Channing, fe- Channing dude, Fry there. Dude, feed the wolf. That's right, man. You got to feed the good wolf. <laughs> All right, Charlie. You got anything else? Did you have fun? It was a blast. Thanks, guys, for having me again. I can't wait to come back, and maybe we'll talk about the NBA champions, whoever it may be. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. You got anything to plug, Charlie? Uh, just check out MrBallCaps.com. Look for new gear adding to the website pretty soon. Follow the uh, Instagram at Mr.BallCaps. Look for a lot of new um, posts coming soon. We're going to probably have maybe a promo. We might be thinking about a summer event. Things might be happening. Things things are things are looking good for Mr. Ballcaps coming up. Oh yeah. So check that oh, yeah, out. Baby. Yep, you can also yeah. use promo code TMOM at checkout. T M O M at checkout. And how much does that get off, Rich? Fifteen percent, all caps. Thanks. All right, and you can go to all our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, follow the masses of mediocrity. Um, you go on there, you search us, I'm sure we'll come up. Um, Everyone tweet I'll- at Max, tell him to hurry up and send me my hot dogs. Yep. Get it done. <laughs> also, you can go to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com and search the Masters of Mediocrity. Uh, if you go on there and donate, it helps go to our SoundCloud fees and helps you get the podcast out every week. Um, so if you go on there, it really helps us. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Everyone out there in podcast land, have a good night. Peace. Peace.